Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into Italian Impact Weekly. My name is Claudio Relsano. And I'm Steve Mancini, coming from the road. Yeah, he's coming from the road. Steve's not in the studio today. That's why he sounds way he's, he's, He still sounds good. Steve's always I, good. I always, no, I always sound like crap. I, I, I've said this a thousand times. When I hear my own voice, I cringe. Nah, but now I've so got the good. double added benefit of coming in from a phone, so... It's Appreciate all, everyone listening to us tonight. It's all good. It's all good. Well, we have two very special guests in the studio today. Mr. Anthony Vigilante and his wife, Nicole Vigilante. They are the owners of Strange Roots Experimental Ales. Uh, they have three uh, locations, 501 East Ohio Street in Millville, 4399 Gibsonia Road in Gibsonia, and 977, right? 977 Fifth Avenue. Just, just to correct that, we own the okay. one in New Kensington. Oh, I thought you owned we, them all. Okay. We own the location. I mean, it's a, it's a weird setup. We're basically in partnership with okay. the owner. Um, so it's, it's not that we own all three independently. Okay. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. So the, the big one again is what? New Kensington. Correct? We, we manage and run the one in New Kensington. Okay. Got it. That's okay. 977 Fifth Avenue, New Fifth Kensington. Avenue. Okay. Good. All right. Well, I'm glad for the correction. I appreciate it. But we'll give all three uh, a little bit of a shout. I appreciate that. But, all right. Well, you know I was going to ask you that, Claudio. Does that mean we have to ignore the other two places and only tell you to go to New Kensington? <laughs> that, that's the one where – that's the more special one. How's that? <laughs> that's they're, they're all good. Yeah, because they were on the show. The other ones, well, you know how it is. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? Let's first start off. Uh, tell us about yourselves, your personal background. Nicole, we'll start with you. Where are you from originally? And uh, just tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Nicole Vigilante, and um, I was born and raised in New Kensington. Um, graduated from high school there. Met this guy. Actually, knew this guy my whole life, but we didn't get together till after college. Nah. And um, decided to stay and raise our family there. And um, just, it's a it's a really special place. Good, good. Anthony, uh, I also was born in, in New Kensington. I've lived there, except for college. Um, all of my life, uh, went to WVU, went to law school afterwards. Oh, wow. Um, well, that, that was my next question. Now, obviously, this wasn't your first thing that you did business-wise or work-wise. What, uh, how did you start off in business? What was your first uh, adventure in the business world? Well, I'm a dietitian by profession. Okay. Um, worked for years for different um, insurance companies and long-term care, and then um, through a series of kind of losing my job, to be honest, um, just wanted to shift gears a little bit. And so I opened a vintage shop in New Kensington mm. um, in a building that we own. New Kensington's kind of going through this whole revitalization right now. And so it's something that always had like tugged at my heart, always something I wanted to do. Um, and it's called Trovo, which means in Italian, I find. I find, yeah, I find. very good. So uh, we find treasures. Um, and then through that and seeing all of um, what's happening in New Kensington, um, we just started, um, that's kind of how Strange Roots came to be. Now, do you still have that company? Mm -hmm. the, oh, yes. good. Yeah, you I have, have the vintage, so, yes. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Yeah. And Anthony, what was before uh, Trova, before? Uh, well, I mean, it started out being being a lawyer. Um, I had a partner to begin with. Uh, they've since retired and moved on. Now I continue to practice law. I represent the city, the school district in New Kensington, and some other um, municipal clients, as well as insurance defense work. I'm still doing all of that. Um, it's just my side hustle's gotten a little bigger. Um, so... You know, right, was it right before COVID? Mm -hmm. We bought a building that was an old restaurant in New Ken, and because um, the opportunity was there. So we bought it and we renovated it, and 
uh, turned out great. We, we rented it to, the first person we rented to didn't last that long. Mm-hmm. We got it back, and then that was right at the time when we started doing Fridays on 5th, which is a, a food truck event that happens in New Kensington the fourth Friday of every month, April through September. Um, you know, my wife and I organize it. I get the food trucks, and she does all the social media. Through that, some of the food trucks that were coming to New Ken were doing so well because it's very well attended. We get recently into the thousands probably. Wow. Um, one of the food trucks that came every time since the beginning was uh, Jose and his wife Bernice. They own Taqueria Pastor Chito, which is authentic Mexican food sure. truck that specializes in pastor, um, which is the vertical spit that they slice it off. And they were interested in New Ken. I showed them the building. They did that. So they're, they're, they're our current tenant. And then from that point is where we expanded things. Um, the building that you know my office is in and her shop is in is, is pretty large, so I rent part of it to the county. And then I decided, because I'm a sole practitioner, when my first son went to college, my secretary quit. <laughs> I never hired anybody else, so I kind of do things on my own sure. with technology. And I didn't need as much space. So we found a coffee shop that does roasting their own beans. So they came into the space, renovated the whole thing. So they're roasting beans and selling it to like American Natural, Giant Eagle Marketplace, mm-hmm. and some others. And they do an online presence, but they also have a, a you know physical coffee shop. And that was, you know, when these things started working, you know, then we got into the idea of Strange Roots. Sure. You know, one thing that the fans of this show know, and anybody who knows me knows that I love people who do multiple things, different funnels of income. You know, I, I do a bunch of different things. And I always tell my wife, this is it. This is the last project I'm doing. Then just in the past 10, 11 days, I've had four companies want me to, to work with them. And I said, okay, yeah, sure. And I think Swickley Hospital wants me to be a part-time heart surgeon. I'm going to do that too, <laughs> even though I've never – don't come to me though. But so I, I appreciate that. But now something that you said, Nicole, after you lost a few of your jobs, you decided to kind of be more of an entrepreneur. So you have you never have total control, obviously. But do you feel now that, okay, I have a little bit more grasp of things, a little bit more control of my future? Yes, and just um, passion about what I'm doing. I mean, I learned a lot through through working as a dietitian, and I still apply a lot of that to my life today. And I joke, I, I went from working one day a week at a nursing home to working seven days a week yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. doing this. But um, but I just, I love it. And I love seeing, you know, having grown up in New Kensington and shopping there when it was dying in the early 80s, to see it now, you know, vibrant and music and twinkly lights on a Friday night in downtown New Ken, like it just... It, it almost feels surreal, which is which is why we kind of started the food truck thing. You can, um, you know, we wanted to get people used to coming downtown again, comfortable with being downtown on a regular basis, and and seeing what businesses are there, and kind of saying to their friends like, oh my gosh, like we can meet for coffee at Still Cup Coffee Roasters, like right in New Ken, like this is fantastic, and I honestly think. In a weird way, the pandemic kind of helped with that because um, people don't have to come the whole way into the city to get, mm. you know, to have a good time, to hear live music, to get good food. It's it's literally right in their backyard now. And so it, it makes us really proud to be a little part of that. What is next for you guys? Because I don't think you're going to stop here. I think there's something else brewing in Depen- your head, pardon the pun, yeah. that you're going to uh, Depends do. on who you ask. 
<laughs> we'll go with you first, Anthony. I've been told I'm not allowed to buy any more buildings, but I don't usually <laughs> listen, so well, the, we'll see. Well, the thing is, like, we it it's just us, and so we don't have a crew. We don't. So when he buys a building, I mean, it was us and our three kids, you know, cleaning up, pulling up carpet, pulling down ceilings, you know. And we had a contractor for the really big stuff, but you know, now that we've got all these things going on. You know, uh, me and the kids are kind of like, I don't know that we can take on, you know, another building. You but could. <laughs> I think he thinks we could. I, well, I think we can. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. It comes down the pike. I mean, I'm just staying open to the idea. But it does take a lot of, you know, we did have a, we did have a contract to do a lot of the major work, but a lot of the small work we all did together mm -hmm. um, to the point where, this is Italian Impact, I'll just say they went to Italy and I couldn't go. Yeah. They, were gone, they were gone for 18 days and I stayed home and worked on the on strange roots yeah. really? wow. trimming painting yes. staining but there's and there's a part of each of us in there I mean the boys built all of the the picnic tables outside our daughter did all of the original artwork inside um, so it's it's a part of us sure. that's that's there too sure. and, and it's your, just your uh, fingerprint as they say yes yeah <clears throat> yep. yeah and it, yeah, it's just, it just our desire to, to have something that's really, you know, quality and fun and that will bring people to downtown New Kensington. That's the one thing we're finding out, and at least in our opinion, about New Ken, is in order to get people to come, it's imperative that we have quality. Like, sure. so, you know, they're not going to go for just anything. So the taco guy, his, his food is phenomenal. Uh, the coffee shop, yes. it's great coffee. Um the beer we think is excellent but we also partnered with uh, a local food truck common oven pizza he used to be called pittsburgh street pizza and you know he bought a wood-fired oven installed it so we're getting authentic <clears throat> wood-fired pizzas that taste he makes his own cheese as good as ones in italy <laughs> see this yeah. is what i'm saying i don't yeah. think you guys are going to just stay there you're going to add something else Maybe. to your business which yeah. I, I i love that I, I think that it's exciting it's um and, and again no offense to, not my wife. She teaches, and she tutors, and that's good. That's what she likes. Yes. Me, I don't. I I like to not jump around. I like to do like I told you before we mm -hmm. got here. I had three meetings, two shows, two more meetings after this, another phone call. I like that. Mm -hmm. I, I just yeah. enjoy that. It may be hard for us to get any more in terms of buildings and doing other ideas because they're getting hard to get because people see what's happening, yeah. and they're getting bought up, and there's not the opportunity to go and just buy any building you want. I mean, five, 10 years ago, I could have went down and bought, you know, half a block. Mm -hmm. You can't do that now. Right. So, you know, and that's due to a lot of efforts, not just us. I mean, obviously when we say we did, you know, Fridays on fifth, it's a big event and it includes the mayor, the rec commission, <clears throat> um, uh, other people involved as well. So it's been a big team effort and it's been very successful. Good, good. Steve? But no, you know what? I, I was kind of listening to that. That's a very good point because you have your hands at everything, but you're, you're not taking your eye off the prize, which is two things, quality, and you're making it a personal touch. I also like, you know, Claudio and I have talked about this a lot with, you know, keeping costs low. You probably could have outsourced a lot of that and said, you know what, I'm going to have somebody else come and do this, someone else is going to do that, whatever. The problem with that is, though, it becomes unnecessary costs. So not only did you kind of follow a good business practice where you said, hey, let's keep the cost low and do some of the work ourselves, you've also put a personal touch on it so now it's yours and because it's yours and not just contracted out it's a unique environment you know so this becomes a more personal passion which means you're going to put your heart and soul into it you know which gives you a better chance of your success but you guys seem to be being very successful is there something else that you're doing right 
that is making this thing just be successful. I, I think that we are just we are just passionate about our hometown and passionate about seeing it grow again and seeing people come down there and and you know our our kids are probably going to move and scatter but this gives them a reason to come back home and to be proud of where they came from. If you ask me the question, I mean, why were we being successful? I'll say it's because of her. <laughs> like honestly, like I, you know, you know, a lot of the work the kids did, she did, and, and I did a ton of it. But when it comes down to the day to day, you know, social media is king, and sure. or, I mean, she's the queen of it. She she runs social media for um, you know her own shop for Fridays on Fifth for. Uh, strange roots for in New Kensington, and it's an everyday event. It's I mean, people don't realize how much work is involved in in promoting your business, pushing it forward, and she does it like a professional. Thanks. Well, <laughs> That's really funny, sweet. funny you say that because Cloudy and I do know because we, you know, we started this program about four months ago, and um, we haven't even scratched the surface to be very blunt of uh, really truly promoting it, even though we've done a decent job and have kind of picked up a good audience. Um, and then now we're forming a media venture company. And so to your point, though, that constant messaging, especially nowadays, is that's everything. You have got to get a message out there. You've got mm -hmm. to get it out there on a regular basis because people got about a 10-second attention span. Yep. And they're going to forget you next week unless you remind them. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure you guys feel that. <laughs> Something that I always say all the time on this show, on this show and our business show, and I got it in a sugar packet at, at school. I think it might be the only thing I learned in school. He who has a thing is to sell and goes and whispers in a well is not apt to get the dollars as he who climbs a tree and hollers. So promote, you're which right. is what you're, you're doing. Right. Yeah. You're right, yes. Now, um, why Strange Roots? How did that come about? Well, I think we, we saw this building for sale, and it had a really neat piece of outdoor property attached to it. And from the start, to Tony's the one with the vision. I mean, he can really see something. It takes me a little while to, to envision it. And he's like, Nicole, this is, this is going to be a pub. And we enjoy Strange Roots, and we've been to their Millvale location, been to their Gibsonia location location and so we reached out to them and they came down and they saw the building and they loved the building and they loved what's happening in New Ken but they said to us you know we're already running two other locations like we'll partner with you and you can run it and um and so that's kind of how it came to be so we're we're just a part of the Strange Roots family we just think um it's Dennis and Mark and Jacqueline and um define partnership well, I mean, technically, we're the manager of, that, of the, the New Kensington location. I mean, it's under their brewer's license. So and technically, in, in essence, if you're looking at it on paper, it's it's all their business. Okay. But we're involved intricately in deciding what happens in New Ken and managing the property. Is it like a franchise? You bought into a franchise kind of? I wouldn't call it a franchise. It's okay. a little more intimate than that. We're, we're to the point now where I'd say we're friends. Okay. Um, you know, yeah. Dennis is a great guy. He's but from. They're the brewers. Right. The, Dennis and Mark, they're, they're the brewers. Okay. I mean, he's mm -hmm. he's from Millville. I'm from New Kent. We're kind of a similar upbringing. Sure. We're not that far apart in age, just have a lot in common, and, and we seem to click from the beginning. And they mm -hmm. definitely, you know, take your look for your advice and ask what you right. thought. And he, in fact, in the early spring, they made uh, an Italian pilsner because we asked for it. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they it sold like wild cakes, you know, like uh, it just was really, really popular for us. So whenever you say, I want to try this product to try that, you run it by them and get a stamp from them? Or, or is it all yours? This is your well, business? Well, I only sell Strange Roots beer. Um, okay. I don't sell anything else besides uh, soda pop. Right, but um, I mean, like if you, like you said, the Italian Pilsner, Pilsner. Like if you come up with an idea, you have the power, for the lack of a better term, 
go ahead and do it or you run it by them first well or? they they create it they are okay. the brewers they're, so they're yeah it. we're like hey we have an idea you for an italian okay, bruiser what do you think and they were like we love that idea let's let's do it and yeah if i like said hey man you gotta make a pumpkin beer you'd probably tell me no okay <laughs> okay <laughs> now starbucks they said uh howard schultz said he went to italy went into an Italian uh, coffee place, which I'm sure you were there. I know I was in one in Italy uh, years ago, but he said they're not just selling coffee. They're selling what? The experience. Mm -hmm. Is that what you guys are yes. trying to do and, and have been doing? Not just the beer or the ale, but the experience of being in there. Yes, I think so. I think so. It just, it's a, we kind of say it's, I mean, it, it they had a lot of input in what the space looked like because it's their brand. Mm -hmm. um, but we had the freedom, like I said, to have our daughter do the artwork. And um, it kind of has like a coffee house vibe. You know, we have comfy chairs and a big old church pew. And the outside space is warm and welcoming. But it's very, you know, relaxed and friendly and low-key music. Um, and we have live music on Saturdays, mm -hmm. too. Um, but we definitely, like the whole experience and the and the pizza to go with it, yeah, we're definitely selling an experience. See, Steve, before you go on, I, I like that, that you have the, the, the ale, then you have the pizza. Mm -hmm. I, I think then the... the well, the pizza was something that, you know, just happened organically. Like, we didn't know yeah. what we were going to do. You know, I knew from doing the other building that I bought, it already had a kitchen, already had a hood. Mm -hmm. um, you know, buying the hood and doing all that build-out is extremely expensive. So that was a concern in the beginning. Am I going to put a kitchen in this building? It might cost me sixty, eighty thousand dollars mm dollars -hmm. because you're talking about 2500 to 3000 per foot for the hood. Um, and then one day when we're pulling up the carpet, my boys come up front and you know they're well, they're men now they're they're twenties but they're like hey dad the, the the back is concrete of the building and then it's from that point forward you know I started thinking about it could it bear the weight of a pizza oven and all those things sure. and then we ended up just once we found our guy you know we got a deal and you know, we cut a hole in the back of the building and a forklift brought it in what I think too to to Dennis and Jacqueline it was important for them to each of the strange roots to have a different food vibe so um so that they all are different so yeah, that's right. kind of same, you know yeah. so it's there's a reason to come if you like strange roots and you want pizza you're going to come to New Kensington mm -hmm. if you like strange roots and you want sandwiches you're going to go to Millville um and so and actually now the taco, Jose and his wife, Taqueria Pestercito, they have partnered with them, and they're doing tacos at the Gibsonia location. So, okay. um, you know, it's it's kind of a – it makes it unique. Steve? No, I, I wanted to um, – I was going to make a funny kind of comment on the Starbucks because he may have captured the experience, but he didn't capture the flavor. No offense, but uh, <laughs> I think their coffee is terrible. But uh, we all have our own uh, we all have our own preferences. But you know, something we usually like to start with when we start out the show is you know the, the show is called Italian Impact Weekly. But that doesn't mean that like we all Claudia and always say, hey, we're not limited to just Italians. We want everybody to enjoy. But to you all, and I've known you guys, you know, we've met a long time ago, but I know that uh, the Italian culture and your, you know, your heritage is, if I'm not mistaken, unless I misremember, it's pretty important to you guys. No, for um, sure. I know you guys go back to, right, I know, I know you guys go back to uh, Italy a few times. We'll talk about the fig trees later. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about the culture. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that because there is a little bit of a funny story to that for later. But let's talk about where you're from in Italy. We always like to ask that. We just, this is almost like Claudia and I's test to say, are you really Italian or are you? Italian. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you want to go first? You want me? Uh, 
Yeah, I'll go first. Um, three of my grandparents were all born in the same village in Calabria. Very called, good. Which which part? Called uh, the Calabria uh, called Belmonte, and it's uh, next to Amantea in Cosenza. Amante- yeah, yeah so not too far from that's, me. That's where three of mine were all born. Um, and then I have another grandmother who was born in the U.S., but her whole family comes from Mother Terizio on the uh, ocean, on the other side. Yeah. Um, oh, and, you wait, know, wait. Did you say Mandatricio? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's where my family's from. In fact, I'm going to be there, God willing, next month. Oh, We're going to awesome. talk afterward. <laughs> We've never made it. I've been, to, I've been to Belmonte twice. Once I went with uh, Nicole and the kids, and the other time my mother wanted to see it. So my brother, my sister, and I took my mother to the village her parents were born in. Were you in Amantia? Were you there? I was in Amantia, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was there, and I talked to my aunt and uncle every week, either okay. on Zoom or on the phone. And I haven't been there in a thousand years, but um, yeah, that's we're, we're right a stone's throw from where my mom's from Nojeda, Darinez, and my dad's from Falerno, right right okay, down the yeah. road from there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. There's a lot of people in, in New Kent from that general region. Um, yeah. I mean, all, all over Western yeah. Pennsylvania, but well, you know what they did was like in Oakland, most of them are from Abruzzi. Mm. From where I am in Swickley, we have. A lot of I don't know if we have anybody from Abruzzi, maybe a couple, but mostly from Calabria. Mm-hmm. So they kind of yes. went in pockets. She, yeah, she's a bit of I'm, an anomaly. I'm different. I'm an anomaly. Yeah, my my dad was six uh, when he and his family immigrated here in 1954, and we're from the Marque region. So mm-hmm. I'm first generation here, mm-hmm. and actually the first. My maiden name is Ciccone. Um, I'm the first. My sister and I, the first uh, females in like ten generations born in the Ciccone family. Wow. Um, and so <laughs> my grandfather uh, owned a, a cart making business, and um, so they're on the Adriatic side, like Rome, zoop, straight across. Yeah. Um, these like utilitarian farm carts that were beautifully decorated that he and his brother and other family members, uncles, cousins, everybody made these farm carts. But my grandfather saw where the technology was going after the war and bought a gas station right on the main road that was the only only road from like um, the south up to Milan. I had this gas station right on the beach and then my grandmother just nagged him she wanted to come to the States. Her parents were already here, her brothers were already here, she wanted to be here and so my grandfather begrudgingly stuck his name on a list thinking nothing was ever going to happen <laughs> and lo and behold they found themselves uh, here and so they immigrated to Brackenridge, PA and um, he you know, was always a little bit disgruntled about being here, to be honest, because he, you know, the family said, oh, you'll find a job in the mill, you'll do this, you'll, you know, and he was a businessman, sure. and he, and he ended up working in a scrapyard, and, um, but, you know, made a good life, built a house, and saved his money, and went back to Italy several times, and um, my grandmother was a phenomenal seamstress, so she, she worked. My mom was a seamstress. Yes. Oh, it's such a beautiful talent. I wish I'd paid more attention, yeah. but. she, she quit, she quit school to go to seamstress because my grandfather was in the war they need money and my mom did that yes. she was yes. unbelievable she had the old sing- when she came here she had the singer thing yes. with, the, with the foot with the foot that. yes oh. my and I still too. I still have I can't get rid of anything that my mom did oh, for me, me. but I still have uh, there's a one there's an Adidas outfit that I have that I bought in 1982 which she had the hem for me I can still fit into it Yay. and I still see it's so, all oh, my mom Fix that, that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Your for sure. full of stuff that Nana made. Oh, yeah, I can't ever give it away. Like, it's, yeah, yeah Nana made us. She, <laughs> We could show her a picture out of a magazine, and she would say, you know, bring me a skirt that fits, and I'll, I'll make that for you. Isn't that amazing, though? Like you said, your grandfather started a gas station. Mm-hmm. What they did back then, 
uh, with limited, probably limited resources, and and uh, but they 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 were tough. Those yes. uh, that that era of people. Yes, of for people. sure, for sure. Did you did you know your grandfather? I did, I okay. did. Yes, and uh, luckily got to when we had visited, we got to see the house where um, where my grandmother was born, where my dad was born. Have met the cousins and and all of that. Did he get to see you in, in business? My grandfather? Yeah. No, okay. my grandfather died the summer before we were married, oh, okay. and he, but he adored Tony. He, <laughs> you know, he he had his little, you know, because when you're not from Calabria, you know, the Marquesane, that he had his little jokes he right. would tell about being uh, Calabrese, but um, he he adored Tony, and so I think he'd be really happy to see what we've done. Yeah. What was the joke he told? <laughs> if you, you, it boiled down to you're in the woods and you have a gun with one bullet and a wolf attacks and you're with a Calabrese. What do you do? What you shoot the Calabrese? <laughs> that was that was his joke. Oh, he thought it, he thought he it was would hilarious. Chuckle, he would chuckle and then <laughs> give he, Tony a big hug. But he was yeah. a good guy. I'll say this: maybe I'm being biased. The, the Calabrese can cook better than anybody. Oh. I've had my uncle lives in the north now. He lives in Milano. His wife's from there, and I've had food from the north. Calabrese is still the best. I don't know, though. Have you had Olive, Olive Ascalane from the Marque? Mm. Those are pretty good. They oh, make... they are a green olive that is corked. You buy. You have to buy it pitted. Yeah. And so, or, or with the pit. You cork it. You stuff it with this meat mixture. Bread it. Mm. Deep fry mm. it. And in the Marque, they sell it like at an ice cream stand. And you get this paper cone wow. of these olives that are absolutely incredible that if we ever if we ever do anything else it's probably going to be a food truck that sells these Olive Ascalane because they are they are outstanding no way we've made them <laughs> they're a lot of work they're, yeah, I was gonna they're say, delicious they're a lot of work we used to make 300 pounds of Italian sausage every year and we never throw anything away the, the fat we would fry it we call it there's salimoto which is fat that's all it is remnants of meat boy is it good right but my dad one time said maybe we should make this and, and sell it but it just, it's too expensive because right. you use good ingredient, right, ingredients. Right. It's a lot of work. A lot of time. Um, and, and you just can't sell it. But boy, it was good. Back was, that's my, my grandfather owned a bar. His father owned the bar. He owned the bar. And then my father owned it. The same bar? It, the same bar. It was it was my, my, my mother's father. And then she gave it to my dad. Yeah. He had another, then he had another bar he gave to my other, my uncle. But the the bar that my dad had, Sam's Tavern, was known for sausage sandwiches. Mm. Um, they were, you know, handmade, no casing. They, oh, they, they, oh, they, you mean the the, the, the ground, the gauze, the, the casing? They put it through the tube. Right. They wouldn't case it. They would sear it on a flat top, oh. and then they'd put it in the sauce with the peppers, yeah, and yeah. then they'd serve it on a toasted bun with like three, with like or two or four. three, two or three of them. They and were they good. were right. So at the time, of that, the, the heyday of that bar, um, the Alcoa Company, uh, their factories were in New Kensington. Oh, and so yeah. it was a real, you know, they, that, that whistle would blow, and those pe- people still talk about it. Like, we'd come out of the mill, and we'd go right to Sam's Tavern for our sausage <laughs> sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. My, my grandfather built a, built a house built a whole life. on a beautiful street. <laughs> built a whole life on these sausage sandwiches. Wow. wow. But, you know, it's when the population was higher and things were better. Yeah, yeah. Steve? I don't, I don't know, but I'm going to say I'm freaking hungry right now listening to all this. But, <laughs> well, we, uh, do, we do make the sandwiches I'm for like grand thinking, I, I mean, and then people say, well, what do you like about Italy so much? I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to be stereotypical, but let's be realistic here. The food is not exactly bad. Uh, that's, <laughs> you know? that's it. That's but, for sure. Yeah, take, a quick take a quick break. break. Claudio, all yours, buddy. And we'll be back with our great guests, Anthony and Nicole Vigilante, and Steve Mancini on the road in Virginia. 
But the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame will be held at the Lamont Restaurant in Mount Washington Wednesday, August 2nd. If you want to become a member or attend the banquet, email us at the Italian Impact at questions at italianimpactweekly.com. Don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get that at my website, claudiorelsano.com. Barnes & Noble and Robinson, there's only a few left. Barnesandnoble.com, Amazon.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com. Our TV boxing show, the best boxing show out there, The Boxing Authorities with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smokin' Jim Frazier. Check us out on Channel Box and WBC.VIVETV Network. And uh, my, well, yeah, I do another show, the personal podcast that I have, where I interview a lot of sports legends like Mario Andretti, Jerry Cooney, Vince Papali, Ken Griffey Sr., Rocky Blyer. You can listen to that at ClaudioRelsano.com, the Pennsylvania Basketball Coaches Association podcast that I do. Check us out at PABCA-org. And, of course, our new show, Talking Business with and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. You can check that out for right now on uh, ItalianImpactWeekly.com. We are going to have another site with that. More updates on that. That's a great show that Steve and I love doing. Steve, you want to make a comment about that show? No, I, actually, you know, we've had a lot of tough fun with that. Again, we're going to give you our experiences. And as you can see, by the way, we interact with a lot of our um, guests on this show and some of the guests we're going to have on the other show. You know, we're going to bring people that are successful on here that have got real practical life lessons, not just stuff they read in a book. And we're going to try and share those lessons, both, you know, both uh, the wins and the losses so that you can be better both at, at business or just in life in general. Or if you don't really have the, uh, you know, the desire to necessarily have your own business, there's nothing wrong with that. But we just want you to be successful in anything that you do. All right. Well, we're going to take a little break here. We'll be right back with our great guests, once again, Anthony and Nicole Vigilante. Thanks to Greater Pittsburgh Travel. For any of your travel needs, let Tom and the team at Greater Pittsburgh Travel know, and they'll take care of you. For more information, call 412-331-2244 or visit their website at www.greaterpittsburghtravel.com. For all of your plumbing needs, be sure to try Pellucci Plumbing. Nick and the team have decades of experience and will get you back up and running. For more information, call Pellucci Plumbing at 412-782-5050. And we want to thank the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. If you're interested in learning more, you can find their contact information on Facebook at Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. Again, thanks Domenica and the team at the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh for your support. And we want to thank La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei, the only nonprofit school in Pittsburgh endorsed by the Italian consulate. If you're interested in learning Italian, or have your children being immersed in the Italian culture and language, be sure to give them a call at 412-404-7070. That's La Scuola d'Italia, Galileo Galilei. Okay, welcome back to Italian Impact Weekly. I am Claudio Relsano here in the studio. Joe Hale, our great producer, and we have Steve Mancini on the road in Virginia. Uh, our guests are Anthony and Nicole Vigilante, owners of Strange Roots Exper Experimental Ales. Um, something that I always am curious about, role models, be it family members or people that you read about. You know, there's a lot of role models that have helped me uh, with my business acumen, with inspiration. Uh, some of them I know, some of them I don't know that I just study virtually. How about you, Nicole? And of course, like I said, my, my mom and dad first and foremost, but how about you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. My parents uh, just, you know, set me up to think I could do anything I wanted to do, anything I put my mind to, um, you know, big supporters, um, you know, and I think something that they did for us growing up, I have a younger brother and sister, um, we were always um, 
we always were encouraged to support each other in whatever we were doing. And so, um, you know, somebody had a baseball game. Everybody didn't matter. Everybody <laughs> went. Somebody had a concert. Everybody went. And so even now, as adults, it comes really naturally to the three of us to just unquestionably support one another. And so, um, you know, my sister's a photographer. She takes pictures for my business. She takes pictures for Strange Roots New Kensington. Uh, you know, you call her up and she's there. Um, so... You know, my brother, my brother and sister um, are a really big, big support to me. Um, you know, and my parents and grandparents just role models of of hard work and um, you know, family, family first all the time. Right. You know, Anthony, uh, probably the same. I mean, my father was a he, he's passed, he's passed on, but he was a great guy. Um, showed me what hard work was. I mean, he used to go to the steel mill um, and work, and then he you know which, which steel mill. He worked at uh, Brayburn. Okay. Um, and then, you know, when that folded up, I mean, he used to do that, and then he'd go to the bar and work the evenings. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'd, you know, when I was a little kid and I wanted to see my dad, I had to go sit at a bar stool um, <laughs> to say hello. But he, he just worked all the time, and, you know, he had a lot of a lot of tough lumps in terms of, you know, once Brayburn closed and he couldn't find another job, and then he got a little bit older, and he got lucky. He got a job at the Water Authority in New Kensington, and, you know, is a 50-something-year-old guy. He's jumping in holes in the middle of February, doing the hard work, never turning down overtime because he knew I had to go to college. Like, just a worker. Um, doing it all, you know, just trying to take care of everything. You know, my they lost uh, my brother in a car accident. Mm. So he just never stopped going forward. You know, I was going to ask, um, and I, I kind of know what you're going to say. I'm always curious what – I always like to listen to other people's business philosophies. Uh, but you both said, what, what word did you keep saying? Work, work, move forward, move forward. Other than that, what else would you say has carried you to your success where you guys are now? Nicole? Jeez. Um, I think just, just integrity and honesty and just being genuine. Like we're, we're not pretending to be something. We're not pretending, you know, we're just a really small part in what's happening in New Kensington and we're just really humbled by having the opportunity to be able to do it. I think that's, um, you know, just, just being authentic and I think people are attracted to that, um, you know, and it's, we are, we are who we are. You know, yeah. What you see is what you get. But um, I think that's that that makes people feel comfortable with us and want to be around and um, like the experience they have when they're you know at at Strange Roots New Kensington or in my shop and you know I, I think that that's what people like. I got the title of my book. It's called "Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up." But my mom always used to say, "Never speak from the neck up. Speak from the heart up." In other words, be genuine. Yes. Care about what you're doing and be passionate about it. So that's what rang to me whenever you said that. Yes. What about you, Anthony? Any comments on that? What was the question again? <laughs> what, what is your, besides the work ethic, which obviously uh, you, you mentioned several times, what other business philosophies that you adhere to? Um, like like she said, just try to be genuine. I don't try to, to be deceitful with people. Just just be honest and people want to interact with you. Um, you know, it's not always the easiest thing to do in part of my life when I'm a lawyer and you're dealing with people all the time that are confrontational, but I just do my best to, to be who I am. Sure. Steve? You know, I was going to say, it's interesting because you're probably, I'm, I'm going to make a leap of faith that you guys are probably the position where you could, you know, you could throttle back. And, you know, Claudia and I interviewed a few folks. And I'll use Mario Andretti. I, I really enjoyed talking to him because, you know, there's a guy 
that is going to just, you know, he's not done until they carry him out in a box. And I, I respect that. But, you know, a lot of people, they just don't want to work. They don't want to do anything. <laughs> yes. but, but I can't. But, but, but I'm, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what drives some people. And, I, and I'm trying to be one of those people that's not married to work, per se. But I do find, like, like fulfillment and value in work, especially if it's something I enjoy and I'm passionate about. You know, and I kind of, I guess it's kind of a similar question, but, you know, it's like, what's the why? What's the driving factor? Why, why do this? Is this just about passions? I mean, it's certainly not about need. I, would, I mean, I'm suspecting. I mean, obviously, we 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 work and uh, you know hope to make some some money out of it, um, right? You know, right. it's but it's kind of like a side hustle. I mean, there are other things in our lives that pro- provide the, the the main bread and butter, but yeah, I mean, I, I think part of it for us is is a we like doing the work and we like being you know seeing the the fruits of our labor you know fulfill and turn into something. Um, it's also trying to, you know, set set things in motions for when we're not going to work as much. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have okay. passive sources of income. I mean, I'm never one to think like, hey, I'm going to retire. I don't have a fixed pension. Like, I don't have any. I'm a sole practitioner. Like, I don't have a big amount of money at the end waiting for me. I mean, I save like most people do, but the hope is that this will continue to be successful. Plus, it's the individual satisfaction. I mean, we, we grew up in New Ken. We, as kids, we missed the, the heyday. And, you know, it kind of gets me mad when people talk about how great it was. Okay, that, that, it's great. Not, I'm, glad, I'm glad it was great. But, and they, they kind of do it longingly like they want it to be that way again. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, there were five movie theaters at right. one point in downtown New Kensington. There, there's never going to be a need for five movie yeah. theaters. But, <laughs> but it can be, you know, I think we are on the trajectory for it to be a really special place once like, again. We have a beautiful downtown that's set up right, gridded right, tree-lined streets. We have a mayor and council that are dedicated and putting the work in. Um, you know, we have volunteers that want to see things be successful. Like I said, we're not the only ones doing Fridays on Fifth and doing doing uh, other events to make things successful. There's other parties involved as well. So, you know, it's that's part of the satisfaction is you know we're doing these businesses obviously to be successful and help ourselves, but we're also doing it for the town we care about. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned there was. I, 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 oh, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, go ahead. I, go ahead. Say, I, I think that's just what a lot of people need to understand work is not a four letter word you know it is literally but i mean it's not figuratively it's not a four letter word you know there, there's a fruit to one's labors that's you know that's what's going to carry that's what's going to you know be your legacy these things that you're doing now yeah they're going to put some money in your pocket by the way cloudy and i you said something there you know we've talked about that you know the, the multiple streams of income you know that's why we're trying to you know do multiple things so that we're not reliant on you know one endeavor and if that one endeavor fails then we're standing on a street corner with a tin cup <laughs> so i think you've got the right idea that, you know for the right reasons and i hope people that are listening you know that's a takeaway get involved in things find those passions you know, stick with it, and if it's successful and you make a lot of money, great. Otherwise, you're still doing something that you enjoy, and ultimately, maybe you know it's successful enough that someone picks it up after you're gone, and then that's your legacy. And I think people kind of lose sight of that. They just see like work as this job I got to go to, and I can't wait to go home. It's like or retire. It's like then what? Right. You know. So. You know, some people on YouTube, experts, whatever you want to call them, say there's no such thing as business life balance. And I don't agree with that. As you, I told you guys, I had a thousand things to do before I got here, and I spend a little time with my family. When I get home, then I spend more time with them. I've never missed one of my daughter's events at, at, in high school or at, at Pitt. She was a color guard captain. Never missed anything. 
and I still do a thousand one different things. Now, I don't fool around. I get my jobs done and I go to the next one and so on and so forth. I have a feeling that you, neither of you missed any of your uh, kids' events either. No. And you guys have a lot on your plate. Nicole? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we have three kids. Our oldest, Giovanni, is uh, 23, uh, graduated from Colgate University, lives in Philadelphia and works there. Um, our middle son, Marco, uh, is a sophomore at, well, just finished his sophomore year at Denison University in Ohio. Um, and our youngest, Nina, uh, she's going to be a senior in high school. And so they've all done, we tried really hard um, to find what they were passionate about and, and kind of gear, you know, foster those interests. And Giovanni, that's kind of how we met uh, Steve's daughter, Leandra. Um, Giovanni was very passionate from a young age about animals. So it was, you know, the zoo, the aviary, all that <laughs> stuff. And he met Leandra at the zoo. Marco uh, is a drama kid, sports kid, trumpet player. You know, Nina is our athlete, you know, multiple sports, um, all these things. And so, yeah, we, we are involved. And, and like my parents and his parents did for him, like some Somebody had something everybody's going let's go let's go cheer on Nina at her soccer game let's you know and so um, they they have a real connection amongst them too but yeah I mean our kids I think this is you know all for them and we you know we also subscribe to the work hard <coughs> play hard kind of idea and so um, yeah we've been fortunate enough to travel to Italy and we've we've done that for them and almost kind of created a monster really because they they just they love it so much and they are so curious and they've studied you know our oldest studied abroad and Marco's on the path to study abroad as well and um, you know just setting them up for life with all these things. Anthony your thoughts on the work-life balance thing? I mean I'm I'm pretty balanced I mean I I, I do work whenever I, I have to as hard as I have to um, to get the job done, but you know, I also realize that there's a lot more to work. I mean, a lot more to life than work. Um, you know, so I don't ever let work be to the point where it's consuming me. I think I've been pretty good about that from the beginning. I just never have any preconceived expectation that I'm going to retire. Like it's not really something. <clears throat> and maybe it's because of other lawyers that I've been associated with and other lawyers I know. It seems like they just grow old and fade away. Like nobody ever retires. Like it seems like it, I'm not digging a hole. Mm -mm. Like it's it, it's not one of those things where I consider it that I can't wait till I'm done. I mean. I do a job where I get to use my brain and, and I enjoy it and I enjoy the people I deal with. Um, so it's not a huge thing. I mean, I'm sure that if I was doing what my dad did in February in that hole when it's <laughs> negative four and the wind's blowing, I'm That's sure a little I'm, different. I'm sure I'd be wanting to retire as soon as right. I could. But, you know, the, my plan is to just kind of fade away. You know when they say if you don't if you're in the hospital your legs atrophy I think that's the proper right. term. I think that's what it is in life if you and to each his own I'm not like Steve and I are doing the show business and life we're not telling people what to do we're we're giving I guess you could say what Steve advice but but what we do you know uh, we're not going to just sit there like my mom used to call this one family member of mine just didn't do anything a piece of meat with eyes. Yeah, and he's just he was saying, I'm always going to do something. I know mm -hmm. Steve's that way, and I, I, I see you guys. You're not actually just going to sit there. And yeah. I'm not saying don't take breaks. Don't go to Italy. Don't go right. to the beach. Don't go golf. No, you have to do right. that. Right, right. But every single day, for me, I, I enjoy accomplishing things and yes. going after things. Part of, part of it, too, is, and she gets on my case, is I have a hard time letting go of letting, like if I'm 
going to do something at Strange Roots before we opened, if I was going to paint or stay, I had to do it personally. I don't know why, because yeah. I, maybe I thought I could do it better. But I've gotten to the point now where, you know, I have a, I have a bar manager. Delegate um, a little bit? I've delegated. We just got back from vacation. So, like, she was, you know, for two weeks, she got to run the place. So, I mean, I'm definitely letting go a tiny bit. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I'm I don't, trying. I'm yeah. trying. Is he coming along with it? Yeah, he's, he's coming along. He's coming along. Right. Yeah. Steve? Well, I was going to say, um, good luck with that, because, because I know that feeling, um, especially when it's your baby. Um, I do have a question, because, you know, you, your kids, I believe the kids never fall far from the tree. You know, people say, well, how did the kid end up like that? The parents are so nice. And I'm like, well, you don't live with them all day. <laughs> so I'm seeing you guys, and I'm going, you know, I can see, you know, I kind of know you guys a little bit, and I definitely know your son a little bit. He's fantastic kids. So I guess oh, you're probably you. fantastic people. Uh, no, he is. My daughter speaks so highly of him, and every time I've met him, he's been so polite. He's a wonderful young man. Now, with that being said, um, what are some of the things, and I don't mean the, like, standard, like, oh, be nice to people. That Like, what are some of the kind of words of wisdom you're trying to impart on your kids so they can carry that forward to be successful in life? Oh, jeez. That's a good one. We're, at, we're here to ask tough questions. Yeah. We don't do softball interviews, you know. <laughs> Gosh. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I know the one thing that we've always said to them as they walk out the door, I'm like, behave yourself because somebody knows who you are yeah. they even if you don't recognize them they worked with your no-no or they know you know they knew your grandma like they they know who you are you don't you mess belong. up the name right exactly so you know be proud of that name that you wear and um you know watch yourself um you know we've definitely said those kind of things to them and just you know integrity kindness um those are important to us you know be true to your word um, do what you say you're going to do. Um, those are probably the big ones. <laughs> when everybody has fun, everybody has fun. I used to say, because when they started to argue, I would, I would say, knock it off, because when everybody has fun, then everybody can have fun. <laughs> I mean, if I have to give an answer as well, I mean, I'd probably say the thing I tell my kids the most is surround yourself with people that are putting in their maximum effort. Mm. Um, you know, no matter what it is, you know, yeah. people that are putting forth their best because that Using makes you your gifts. best what do they say the five people you are around that's who you are something like that now again Steve and I talked about uh, the Italian traditions and what what and we had our kids on uh, last week what are some of the traditions that you've passed on to your kids, be it like with my daughter, I, I tell her about the history of Italy, mm -hmm. the the music, you know, the architecture and Da Vinci, Michelangelo, everything, yes. you know, the music, the entertainment, the athletes. Yes. When I was a kid, my dad, we would a show would be on. He said, "Look, there's an Italian director. Look, uh, there's an Italian writer." Or you know, they would have at the end of yes, the credits, yes, right? Yeah. But what have you guys done with your kids? Yeah, we're the same. We're the same with that, and we um we. We take a lot of pride. My nana was a phenomenal cook, and so especially at Christmas time, that's kind of oh, where yeah. the big guns come out. And <laughs> um, right. they can all make. They've all helped make. My nana made these little um, from the market. They're called capaletti. That's like little hats. So it's like a tortellini, but we make it in broth for Christmas Day dinner. We make a lasagna, homemade pasta, homemade meatballs in the, like they're itty bitty teeny tiny meatballs in the in the lasagna, um, and they know that. You know, when they're helping in the kitchen as they've grown up, you know, I I've, wasn't real strict. Like, okay, yeah, but when it comes to Christmas time, like, that stuff has to be right. Like, we're honoring Nana with this stuff. Um, and so just those, you know, especially holiday traditions, 
um, you know, are, are really important. The music, yes, our middle son especially, like if he's cooking in the kitchen, he's our, you know, he's making bread, he's making all this stuff, and he's got Louis Prima playing in the background. You, you know, my father-in-law used to love that, and that's, you know, kind of how he honors him too. But, yeah, just... Yeah, pride and yeah, and we do the same with the artwork and the you know my dad was an art teacher and so he's, you know the first time we took them to Italy Nina was only five and so, Uffizi's kind of daunting when you're five years old and my dad took her by the hand and was like all right look you know it kind of was like a word Waldo game he played with her and so she kind of learned you know the masters that way. You know when we have dinner, um, we'll have a little background music uh, you know stare Liberace so my daughter knows who Liberace is she knows who Enrico Caruso is she knows who all those guys and that's important and they were unbelievable talents yes um but uh Anthony you know like like she said Christmas is typically the pinnacle um for my side it's usually Christmas Eve yeah it was bigger than Christmas I mean like you know because we're we're married we have to give time to both families we just you know it, it evolved into we always went to my family 10 11 o'clock christmas eve morning and we would start with drinking wine and making making the fish fry and you know not always doing the whole seven fishes because that gets a little bit laboring and but we did a lot and it was you know you know what my dad was in the hospital i told this story on the air several times he was in the hospital in i forget what year it was 2001 i think whatever he said i went bacala i said dad i can't bring the bacala here you know it's just that's a strong scent. I want it. Now, this was after Christmas. <clears throat> so I, I made it. Or, no, yeah, I brought it up there. And, you know, it just it has that scent. It's great. It's, it, it tastes great. And I said, the nurses aren't going to like that because, you know, they were not Italian, right? And I left the room. I came back 10 minutes later. What is this stuff? Show me how to make it. They loved oh, it. Oh, that's great. They loved it. Now, we, we make it stujato, which is... Uh, you know, in, in a sauce mm. and also fried. I like it in a fried. Although, I made my parents mad when I was a little kid. I put mustard on my fried, and it's like I I killed somebody. Cause it, I said I, I just it was an accident. Remember the old commercial with peanut uh, Reese's cup? The the cowboy landed in the peanut butter and all yeah. this. That's what I did. I think for some reason I had mustard on the side, and it went on my bacala. So I put it on again, and it was good. To this day, I do it right. My parents looked at me like I busted a window or something. I said, it's good this way. I'm okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. My nana would make it in a stew like that. but I And I never liked it as a kid, but I, I really enjoy it fried. Yeah. Now, we good. don't do – we do, we, we've done the smelts. We've done mm-hmm. the bacala, um, you know, the shrimp. Yeah. I, I, I like making the breaded shrimp and all that. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a good cook. Yeah. But my daughter's lucky. And so is my wife. Yes. But, uh, and my daughter's getting to be a good cook too. But anyway, Steve <clears> – <throat> By the way, I want to make a confession. I have smelled buckala. I've seen buckala. My grand made buckala, but I've never eaten it. I've never eaten it. You've never I'll eaten what? what? I've never eaten Bacala. I've never eaten it. Never oh, eaten it. I've, we're going to bring you some. Come to I our know. house on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, you know, what am I, half Italian or something? <laughs> now, my dad used to but get... You know what else? My dad used well, to get well, mad at me. Really I'm sorry, Cassie. Exactly. Go ahead. No, I'll just say because I've never done... I don't know what the... I guess they're little smelts. And um, my grandma would do it in the, um, like, in the egg, and she'd fry it up in the egg. Mm. And it had to be fresh. It smells had to be fresh. My dad, I was just telling my wife yesterday, when um, I used to like Long John Silver's. I still like Long John Silver's. My dad would actually leave the room. Now, this is a guy who ate tripe. 
<laughs> now, my mom used to secret. She didn't. <clears throat> she had to hide the fact that she liked Long John Silver's because yes. my dad was. Why do you like that stuff? And my another time, my mom got mad at me was when I was at her friend's house <clears throat> and they made um, was it uh, spaghettios in a oh. can, and I liked it. <laughs> I did, and, and my mom was an unbelievable cook, baked cook. She was unbelievable, and so I, I told my mom I went to the supermarket, and she thought I was kidding. I said, "I like to have some of that spaghetti." She said, "Are you got this? Is I make the real stuff." I bought it. She looked at me. She I never forget. I was a little kid. She's like hovering over me to see if I liked. So I did like it. Yeah, you know? that's crazy. Never had one of oh, spaghettios. That's crazy. It, it's it's different. You know. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. again. I was used to the the homemade pasta, mm-hmm. the homemade meatballs, the homemade yes. sauces, the homemade yes. sauce, the yes. homemade bread, the whole yes. nine yards. Everything. And just like all these Italian restaurants, we won't name them. They're very good. Okay. Like I, for our pro baseball scouting company, we have two uh, scouts that were from that were born in Mexico. I love Mexican food. So one time years ago, there was a Chi-Chi's, which I love Chi-Chi's. I said, let's go to Ruben, let's go to Chi-Chi's. I'm not going to that Chi-Chi's. Because he had the real stuff. The real stuff. stuff yeah. Right, right. And I, that's how I am with, uh, I mean, yeah. these Italian restaurants are good. But it's not, you know, yes. It's not. Now, there was one dish at um, Spaghetti Warehouse. Remember Spaghetti Warehouse? Mm-hmm, yeah. It was, my mom used to make, um, it, was, it had Italian sausage in it, olive oil, um, Swiss chard mm. and, and pasta. And this was the closest ever. And, and uh, pinto beans. It was really good. That sounds good. Yeah, it was really and, and I'll say this. The um, Spaghetti Warehouse, that came close to, to my room. mom's. Yeah. yeah, I love that. It was really good. I love Swiss <clears throat> chard with, like, potatoes. and. and but yeah, that, that's potatoes, <gasps> too. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. Um, full disclosure, I guess I should say, I'm only half Italian. My mother was Polish. Joe, get that off. Hang on. <laughs> My grandfather, my Italian grandfather, used to say to my dad, like, you marry that Polacki. Um, but she she was, my mom has passed as well, but she uh, she embraced, she cooked Italian because it just, it came naturally to her. She was a great cook. And, uh, yeah. You know, today's world, maybe we shouldn't say this. I, no, this is no offense to anybody. Right. But, boy, I tell you, I think the Italians do have the best. I do love Mexican food. I do, too. I really do love a lot of Mexican food. I do. But Italians do pretty good. Like well, Steve you, said, you, it ain't bad. Yes. No, but you know what? Funny you say that on the Mexican. But you say on the Mexican food. But the interesting thing is because there's a lot of a Spanish influence in that. When you go to the South, you can see the Spanish influence. So it's not as far removed in some way. So you know. By the way, I did want to mention the uh, the fig trees. Let's talk really quickly. Now you guys have the nice greenhouse with the fig trees, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. And these are. You still have more. Now, I was going to say, how's that going? Because. like I said before the show, I foolishly left mine out a little too late, and it and it froze, and I mean it died pretty quick. I couldn't believe it, to be honest with you. Years ago, I used to have tons of different varieties. I got it like into a hobby, and I had maybe thirty varieties of figs, mm-hmm. and that all came because one year I went to go dig them up. You know, you dig them like a you dig a big trench, you put them in the in the hole, you bundle them up for winter, and some kind of fungus got in there over the winter and killed them. Uh, so when I dug them up, I had to I had to restock. So I found a guy who was growing fig trees and got some for my father-in-law and really got into it. And then one Christmas, somebody somebody who's sitting to my left plugged in a bunch of Christmas lights and blew the circuit to the greenhouse, and they all froze. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm slowly getting back. Um, I got a cup. I have more now, but I want to get back into getting some more. I've just been 
kind of a little busy, a little bit, a little, 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 little bit, a little bit. The irony is, my, my brother lives in Philadelphia. He has a fig tree in his yard. He does nothing, and every year the thing comes back and they have figs. So nice. I don't know how different the weather could be in Philadelphia, but he literally does nothing. He gets baked every year. Lucky, Some people lucky. that plant them close to buildings and, and brick, the, the the heat gets absorbed, and I think it helps keep them alive. It's enough. It's Maybe. amazing. Sun, Boy, yeah. sun. Well, you know what? This really went quick. You guys were great. It was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed the interview as much we as did. Steve and I did and our audience did. Uh, any final words real Just, quick, Nicole? Thank you so much for having us. This was really great. Good. Anthony? If you need a beer, go to Strange Roots. Either in New Kensington, Millville, or Gibsonia. <laughs> we'll go to New Kensington. And 977 want, Fifth Avenue, New Kensington. And if you want to try an authentic wood-fired pizza, you won't be sorry. You're the place. All yep. right. We're going to come. One of these days, we're going to come out there. We may even do a show from out there. What that do you sounds think? great. Yep. That sounds great. All right. Well, Steve, any final words? No, but you know what, Nicole? You said before, you said, I don't know. I'm going to be nervous. As you guys are natural, man. We appreciate you guys coming on the show. Well, she has three and of those ales here to come visit you. <laughs> to calm her yeah, down. We, she, have, she just... we have the best engineer, Giuseppe Hale. And make sure you say hi to Giuseppe. <laughs> but no, thanks, guys. We always appreciate our guests, and we appreciate you. And we are going to make it a point. I know I'm coming up because I got an olive tree to drop off. So <laughs> we'll be up sooner rather than later. Sounds good. And listen to our show live on Thursdays at 5 to 6 on WKHB Radio. And if you miss us on the radio, go. Go to ItalianImpactWeekly.com. Steve, thank you. And as always, thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you guys soon.